Gibson uh, 12 string guitar and I don't know if I've ever played it on the podcast but it's uh, it's a very special guitar to me it it encompasses like the sound that I was going for for one of my records that I wrote that um, that I'll put out someday Uh, it's kind of like a um, if if you if uh, you know in a few years um, you hear me put out a record called flying over Hollywood you know you'll hear this guitar a ton um, well, you will hear this record. It's it's mostly it's recorded. It's basically holy shit. It's really kind of recorded. Um, oh, I'm excited. It's on the back burner now. I have another record to put out before that. But anyway, um, how are you? How's it going? I hope I hope you had a good week. Got a really exciting week here. Um, but I'm gonna take it easy. I don't want to get overly excited. No one likes someone who's just too enthusiastic. Um, but. I got. I have to start. I, I gotta. Ta- I gotta tell you about. I gotta tell you about this movie. Um, this Leonard Cohen movie. Um, Leonard Cohen. I, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and and. Um, I just want to say I'm, I saw this movie twice. I, I went to the theater, Belcourt Theater here in Nashville. I saw the movie, and then I went back again to the Belcourt Theater, still in Nashville, and I saw the movie again, and it, it moved me a lot. It moved me a lot. It was a beautiful film, and it's just Leonard Cohen was beautiful, and, and they, they told his, you know, the story of him writing Hallelujah, and, and really the, the craziest thing is that, um, like the crux of the movie is that Columbia Records wouldn't put out that record. They didn't put out that record. Hallelujah is on an album called Various Positions, and they shelved it. They, the uh, the CEO famously of, of Columbia Records at the time, some some Nazi, I don't know, fucking asshole. He said, "Leonard, we know you're great, but we don't know if you're any good," which is kind of clever. But they shelved this goddamn record. You know, Leonard had worked on Hallelujah for years, for like seven years, slaving over it. There are, he wrote over 180 verses, just constantly revising and changing. And he slaved over this thing and, and chased it down and, de- and you know, dedicated himself to this thing. Worshipped the muse and, and chased this great song. He just somehow knew that this was, his, you know, one of the best songs ever to be written. And which that in itself is crazy. You know, it's crazy enough to write one of the best songs, but to to dedicate yourself, you know, it's, it's, it almost makes more sense that it's an accident and it takes five minutes and you know, you're not even responsible. It just, you know, it came out of the heavens and whatever, you know, like there's this famous story of, of, and it's referenced in the movie of Dylan and Leonard Cohen hanging out in France. They're in a Paris cafe and, 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 in Paris and, you know, they're, they're hanging out and they're, talking shop and um Leonard Leonard jokes of the meeting he said you know we we kind of we read each other you know each other's writing and and we were just both astounded at the other one's genius (laughs) um but you know it was one of those like Dylan's like hey Leonard uh um he didn't talk like that I kind of that was kind of like Jalen hey Leonard what's going on 
Um, been watching uh, Jay Leno's Garage a little bit. That guy is fascinating character. He's a wild dude. I mean, just just a one of a kind specimen. Um, Bob asked Leonard, you know, uh, Hallelujah, I love that song. How long did it take you to write it? And Leonard, you know, Leonard si- lied and said a couple of years. It was really more than that. And then he goes, uh, I and I, um, you know, I love that song. Uh, how long did it take you to write that? And Dylan's like, oh, about 15 minutes, you know, um, which makes sense. I mean, that's how Dylan wrote. It's very spontaneous, and he just let it come out and didn't mess with it, and you know. Um, but, you know, just two two masters of their craft and two very, very different styles, of course. But back to this freaking record, various positions, they wouldn't put it out. They just didn't put it out. Some dipshit tiny label in New Jersey put it out. In Europe, they put it out because they always appreciated Leonard. They just didn't think it was for the American market. They didn't. Do you understand that? Like, they paid to make the record. They made the record with Hallelujah on it. And Columbia Records like, you know, we just, there's nothing here. We're not going to put out. How fucking crazy is that? It's insane. But beautiful film. Uh, if it if it is playing in a theater near you, I highly recommend it. Um, my uncle Don, who sometimes listens to this podcast, he he kind of re- recommended it, and so thank you if you're listening. Um, I hate assuming people are listening. It's like oh, um, but I do appreciate everybody who listens. I look at the numbers sometimes just because when I um, where I uploaded it just kind of pops up. So I do notice the numbers and they've been going up, which is really encouraging and. Um, but honestly, I've never really been too concerned with the numbers, uh, of this thing here. And it, you know, um, I think, I think it's fun hanging out, you know, and you don't pee too many people show up at the party, you know, it gets a lot of hand and the car ends up in the pool. Got to call the cops. I mean, no, thank you. Right now it's like, we're just, we're just hanging out, drinking some wine. I'm Merlot. Did you let it breathe? I let it breathe. Um, okay, so I, I got this, God, I got a camera, I bought a camera, I bought the camera that I was telling you about, I was like, oh, maybe I got it, I got it, and it's a Sony ZV-E10, um, it's got a, it, I, I got the kit lens, and I'm intimidated and deeply excited and, and inspired and encouraged to just use this thing, and, and, um, whether I use it just as kind of like a practical tool of getting press photos or a single art cover, whatever it is, you know, album cover type stuff, or, uh, you know, I really video with it and, you know, whether I make a little music video or live sessions or something more elaborate, um, yeah, I'm just excited and I feel, I don't know why it's so difficult for me to well, it's expensive, you know, spending the money, it's scary, but I've spent money on other bullshit, you know, I've bought just crap I don't need, you know, it's a little bit more than that, but I don't know, I think uh, there's this pressure of, well, now you better use it, 
Um, so I'm 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 humbled. <laughs> I'm excited. I don't know. I'm I am I'm humbled in the sense that for some some people this comes so naturally to them, whether it's the discipline of actually filming themselves or the comfort of turning the lens at, at themselves and and still being their natural selves or you know editing uh, in a disciplined and timely manner um storyboarding and and not not getting in their own way or you know somehow holding on to their artistic vision throughout the entire process which is full of all kinds of you know very mundane and practical hurdles to get through um you know or being able to abandon their artistic process and you know find a new one within the process and you know i think there are people that are really natural at all of those things and i am natural at none of those things the only thing i have is that i i have a deep consistent um uh un, un unwavering desire to mess around with this medium and and excel in it and you know Leonard, Leonard Cohen talked about when he 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 was 32 he was already he was already like a pretty well somewhat well, well renowned author in kind of like the poetry world in Montreal and Quebec Canada and he started writing songs it was very new you know and like what are you doing you know what what is this by the way there's a moment in the movie where where um <laughs> somebody Somebody tells him, you know, Suzanne, that song is just so beautiful. And, and he said, oh, well, that's that's encouraging to hear because I played it for a bunch of people in Canada. And, and they said, no, there are many songs like that. <laughs> like, no, there's many other songs like that. Like, this is Suzanne. It's just one of the, I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful songs ever. Suzanne takes you down to a place near the river. You can hear the boats go by. You can spend the night beside her and you know she's half crazy. But that's why you want to be there. And she feeds you tea and oranges that come all the way from China. And just when you mean to tell her that you have no love to give her, and she gets you on her wavelength, and she lets the river answer that you've always been her lover. And you want to travel with her, and you want to travel I mean, no, there's plenty of songs like that. Like, oh my God. But they also talk about in the movie how Leonard always thought he was good. He never doubted himself, no matter how the industry kind of shrugged him off or tried to get rid of him because he was an individual, because he was unwilling to play the game. He was never good at the fame game. He just, he was obsessed with, you know, with the act of, of, um, you know, throwing words at a blank page. That's that's what he did. Um, he lost his father when he was very young. He was not and when he was nine years old and um the first time he ever wrote anything down in any ritualistic w manner was um, you know, his father passed and he wrote some words 
on a paper and he folded them up and he took one of his father's neckties, a silk tie, and he cut it open and put the words in the tie and buried the tie in the backyard. I mean, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and then you put that in context of, you know, maybe in, in some form or another, all of his writing was to try to, you know, talk to his father who wasn't there. Um, and for for me, he feels very much like a father. Like I, I was, I saw it twice. And the first time I was laughing so much, you know, because he's so funny too. He's, you know, he's, he has incredible sense of humor. But even in the ways that he's serious, there's always this beautiful little sparkle, little smirk. Never takes himself all too seriously. And the second time I saw it, I was weeping. I, I just, I couldn't stop. Every time I'd see a picture of one of his notebooks, and I would just lose it. I don't know what it, what it is about this man. Maybe it's because he's Jewish and, you know, this great folk singer. And um, and he worked, you know, Dylan's Jewish too. And Paul Simon, Bob Dylan's one of my favorite song, songwriters ever. Maybe is my favorite, whatever. Um, you know, and Paul Simon's Jewish and all that. So it's not the Jewishness, but it's that he worked through, um, you know, the philosophy and the mythology and the language and he used it in his songs and he he um punctuated it and argued with it and wrestled with it and um you know he used that he used it both as a form of a of expression and and almost as like uh you know he'd get in the ring with it it would stir him up inside and i don't know you know it's obviously healing for me on many levels um everything he's done i'm in read i'm in the middle of reading i i, I went to uh, mckay's bookstore here in nashville it's a giant bookstore uh a new buddy of mine grant uh told me about it and we went there together and you know we we're in the poetry section and there's the flame leonard cohen it was three freaking dollars and i picked it up and I'm, I'm reading through it and some of the poems i know some of them eventually became songs and some of them are just brand new and so fun um, they're all fun. You know, it's his poetry, his his novels, his obviously his songs. And then his interviews, he's just so hilarious and wise. Spoke with such conviction and, and you know, delicate spirituality. It was never, it was never uh, this dogma, you know, it was barely even ritual. It was prayer, it was worship, but in a gentle way. Um... What a special dude. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't put the record out. And he, he's just crazy. It's just insane, you know. And there's an arc of the movie, of course, of, you know, of Hallelujah just taking off and Leonard having the last laugh. You know, he definitely got a kick out of the fact that, you know, they ignored it. And, boy, were they wrong. And, boy, did he get the last laugh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I played a bunch of gigs. Oh, by the way, uh, if you're anywhere near Nashville or in Nashville, uh, this Friday I we're having the second Songwriters of the Ri by the River, Songwriters by the River, Songwriter series that I started here in Nashville, um, and uh, we, we've got the second one ever is happening. It's happening at Wines in the Fork, this beautiful wine store right on this creek. 
So uh, it's really Songwriters by the Creek. It's really, really pretty, and there's string lights outside, and there's going to be a campfire and lots of wine, and it's in this tiny little town, you know, just a few minutes outside of Nashville called Leaper's Fork, and it's just real pretty and makes me feel right at home. And so I'm excited. I guess next time we talk, it will it will have happened. So I'm I'm a little bit um, nervous and just, but I'm it's out of my hands, and I'm just going to do my best. We're going to try to tell people about it. And I'm really, really excited. We've got some beautiful musicians on the bill. Samuel Abbott, who uh, we had on the podcast, he's going to play, um, as well as some other really, really cool musicians. So I'm extremely excited about that. Um, but I uh, played a bunch of shows. I played uh, played Bowery Vault, my buddy Maria Bell Skinner. Uh, Maria, who records under Bell Skinner, she's in town visiting Nashville. And... So she put this night together um, at the Bowery Vault, and I played and got to see her play, and um, it was just, it was really, really fun. Um, I love being at the Bowery Vault. It's just one of my favorite venues, and it's funny, like, I just love that they're there, and, you know, I go in, and maybe I'll buy a $4 coffee or a $6 beer, but, you know, I want to support this place, so... So finally, I you know bought a bunch of drinks for friends and stuff, and then and then Kate was like, I was I she really liked some of the t-shirts, so she bought three t-shirts, you know, got we got to put our money where our mouth is for you know a, a few minutes, which is a a really satisfying feeling, you know. It's um I don't know, it's uh it's so simple and maybe obvious. Um, but it's nice, you know, I always feel a bit guilty going there and just, you know, buying a beer and that's it. And like, and this place is such a center, um, so much so we might, we might even film the podcast. I have to talk to the owners. I shouldn't say anything, but I would love to maybe potentially start filming the podcast there. Um, and I'd probably just film like interview, like conversation podcasts, um, and maybe put those out on Thursdays or whatever, but there'll be a video component to those, um, Anyway, we'll we'll get to there, but the show went well. Uh, played a bunch of songs. I did "True Love Dies Young," "Weep Like a Willow." Um, I closed with "Most People Are Lonely," and then one other song. I forget. I forget what song. Um, maybe when the storm comes passing through. I don't know. But um, I had a really good time. It was fun hearing some other people play and um buddies uh Eli and Isabella came out and it was just cute I don't know it was a wholesome night and I really enjoyed it um and uh yeah and um let's see I, I had a pretty fun just pretty fun weekend you know just uh just like taking it easy spent some time by the pool and saw some friends and made some good coffee and um I played another gig Sunday night at uh, Cabana Taps with Pin Drop Series and um, there's this there's this woman who I met uh, she'd seen me play at the Bowery Vault and so we chatted a bit on uh, on Instagram and turns out we ended up on the same uh, round um, she's playing too she's a, a songwriter and uh, she goes by Shanna in the, in the dress Shanna in the dress and I was intrigued by her, and I was like, this could go either way. You know, she seemed very confident, uh, very, very subtly, slightly, endearingly eccentric. And, 
you know, kind of sure of herself, you know, in a way that you just don't meet too many people that are, you know, kind of give off a certain confidence that, that, you know, doesn't stem from insecurity, you know, it's, uh, she knows herself and, um, there's a strength that you associate with that. So we were lined up, we sat next to each other and I played and she would go after me. And so, you know, I, I did my first song and I think it went over well. I, I did January Eyes and I, I think I couldn't really tell, but everybody was very quiet and listening. So that that felt satisfying. I felt like I really had the audience. And then she went, she followed me and did uh, a song, uh, essentially like the premise of the song or the introduction was like, you know, this is like, she's like, I hate the first few dates, like, so I'm just going to get all out of the way in this song. Like, here, I'm going to tell you everything about me. And her song was very quirky and funny and ultimately great. And the audience was just really excited and into it. And she just killed it. She was incredible. She was incredible. She was so goddamn good. And you know, when you get a connection with another musician, you just hope to God that they're good. So you don't have to lie to them or it's not awkward. And, you know, and, and uh, so I could, I could, I can hang out with her now. <laughs> like she's really goddamn good and real brilliance, her songwriting, silly, funny. And then she, she also did a pretty heart, heartbreaking, sad song and, just a great narrative style and completely her own very unique guitar player um by no means like this aficionado but also by no means an amateur just really has her own voice on the guitar which is difficult most people if they're any good they sound like most other people and that's okay you know not everybody's really trying to talk through their guitar but i find that once in a while you just hear somebody that's um you know truly just i don't know unique On um, Saturday, I uh, went to Wines in the Fork and Leaper's Fork to like take some footage just to help promote the, the gig and, and you know, talk to the owners and, you know, um, just had some, you know, logistical questions and stuff. And so, you know, we have to sample their wine and, you know, this guy, Jake, who was, who was um, you know, handling the, the, the wine there was um, really nice. We ended up chatting all about different kayaking spots and, you know, just talking about Nashville. Um. And I tried, uh, first I had this Leaper's Fork uh, Cayuga wine, which is delicious, delicious white wine. Kind of sweet, but not in like an overly sweet way. It felt, felt very natural, very delicious. And then, uh, you know, the wine was just pouring and he was a little bit drunk. <laughs> and he poured, he poured us some, uh, some Tennessee strawberry wine. And again, like this really natural strawberry wine. It wasn't, didn't taste artificial at all because it, was, it wasn't, but... Even sometimes you get the real thing and it tastes artificial, but it was so good and, it, you know, and it just, uh, it got me really excited. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, and every time, <clears throat> every time I play a show or associate myself at all with any small business, it's just exciting, you know, and, um, and I'm so, I'm just grateful that they, they're, you know, they're kind of experimenting. They're letting us do this there and we'll see, we're kind of taking over their thing and hopefully bringing some people out and. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I think either way, it's going to be great. You know, if 10 people show up, I'm, I'm going back to 
the, before the first song I by the river before it was like super successful and fun. I was like, if 10 people show up, that's a success. So I'm going to hold on to that. I'm maintaining that. If we all, you know, haul ass out there and play our stuff and there's 10 people in the audience. Great. That's a, that's not bad. So very, very pumped about that. Um, bought a bunch of books this week and I'm really, I'm really, really barreling through, um, Stephen Ranella's book, um, the scavenger's guide to hot cuisine, the contrast of the book, you know, he's, He's trying to do Escoffier's, uh, you know, French, ultimate French, um, you know, feast um, with all these beautiful old French recipes, but he's using only wild ingredients that he's harvesting from, you know, the American wilderness, um, you know, and everything from like trying to get squab from, you know, pigeons li- living under, you know, a bridge or an old barn um, to, um, you know, to getting like, to figuring out how to get a goose liver that somehow resembles fragois. Of course it doesn't, but, um, you know, just as close as he can get and, you know, matching different, you know, freshwater prawn or, you know, shrimp and stuff to just really, really cool. And, and the whole contrast between, you know, here's a, uh, an outdoorsman who's also obsessed with cooking, you know, doing a very, very like haughty French, you know, thing. It's just really beautiful. And, really enjoying it just sitting by the pool reading it um reading a bunch of poetry uh which brings me to uh, i just got this this is uh i'm gonna read you some i'm gonna read you some stuff i wrote a long time ago so this by no means represent uh this doesn't represent where i'm at it does not represent where i'm at um i might I don't, yeah, let, I'm just, I want to give it a go. I want to see what this is like. Um, so, some of this is going to be awful and quite immature and stuff that I'm almost completely ashamed of. The only reason why I say almost is is I'm not ashamed because A, I'm better. B, uh, I think it's cool that I was trying. You know, I think it was cool that I was throwing words at a page. Uh, so this one's called um, Manchester Day. Uh, this is referring to Manchester, New Hampshire. Or Manchester, Vermont? Manchester, New Hampshire. And I already don't really like the first line, but I think it gets better, I hope. Okay, here goes. The barking gods humped the lunatic skies of Manchester in May. I sat solving riddles underneath the canopy, and you were on the balcony all smirking and smoking. With mischievous dreams and hopeless romantic memories of the past that never was and a future that would never be. I knew it, and you knew it too, all choked up with sobbing, reading newspapers, candlelit vigils with pacifism. Then you were different. It was like you were born to change and be changed. You had it in heart. All the blueprints and transcripts and textbooks, ideologies, all of it burned a big blue hole within you. Didn't break you. It became you in a good way on a Manchester day in May. All right. Um... Oh, this is a just a totally immature one. This is called uh, "Fuck, Fuck." All right, close your, cover your ears. Fuck you, Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, and it, this is a lot of fuck yous. Jesus, I, I would not. I don't know if I'd write this right now uh, these days, but this is a long time ago, and I wrote it in Philadelphia. Fuck you, Philadelphia, with your martini restaurants and not one place to buy coffee past noon. Fuck you, Phil. Maybe like. 
God, I feel like such a prude, but I kind of would be like, screw you, to hell with you, Philadelphia. All right, we're just going to read it as it's written. Fuck you, Philadelphia, with your martini restaurants. Now, one place to buy coffee passing. Fuck you, Philadelphia, with your construction worker corner delis and signs that say you sell coffee, but there isn't any coffee there either. Fuck you, Philadelphia, with your eulogy women and unexpected rainfalls. Always ATM machine coffee shops and concert posters with no music. Fuck you, Philadelphia, bikes chained to missing cat signs, missing back wheels, missing heart and soul. Fuck you, Philadelphia, with your American ways, Liberty Bell blues, Betty Davis grave, and outdated religious ceremonies. Fuck you, Philadelphia, you're all right. I won't miss you. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, dear Lord. Um, Let's see this. Heart Attack USA. Nah, that, that looks just like a nightmare. Ooh, let's try this one. Little Italy, Toronto. Part one. Ooh, we know what it's going to be. Oh, God, this is long. Eh, it's not that long, actually. All right. Part one. I recall thee an empty seat in Brooklyn off Ocean Parkway on summer day. Hot as hell, heat wave, rain cloud, distant past lives, all lined up like ants across the sunny sidewalk a block away from your mother's home. With hilarious film scores and seven sea shanties and a 70s flick you saw on your 19th birthday with me in the back row of the theater... Bad popcorn. I renounce my love like an asshole, only interested in your reply and ignoring the empty words coming coming out of my full of shit mouth with Wednesday window visions of downstairs neighbor playtime childhood fears of frivolous factory girl fun. So fucking afraid of being lonely, feeling like the only fully born you and among half sleeping slumber party parental figure nonsense. Creatures baying an animal farm form. I still miss you on Sunday evenings like Adam missed Eve. Every damn week I don't skip a beat. Faraway looks in history books. French films from Canadian cinemas that closed down before the end of the 20th century. Before your father died. Part 2, parentheses, the less meaningful part. Oh dear, I love and loathe my old self. Alright, uh, part two. It's not me or you who's the real sinner, but it's the bigger picture of pretense and pity that's got me beat. Oh, my cat is just crying. She wants food. It's her bedtime. Um, Alright, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry then. I'm still sorry now. Um, Let's just see if this, this is any good. Goodbye. I've got to go and be me now. God knows I'd be someone else if those cards were still on the table. At least today I'd be somewhere, someone other than me. I bet, God, I don't like this at all. Um, I like the end. I like, uh, well, ring on middle finger, distant smile, sweet sad face. There your eyes, there your eyes go again. No longer sparkling, all wild and wedding like Lillian late night talks in your walk in closet photographs, postcards, and box hitting away behind polka dot shirt I used to love with you in it all breasts and beautiful with brain being broken by the vision of you. Good night now, good night then from Little Italy, Toronto. Good night again, again, and again. All right. Um, 
man, I feel like there's so much more to cover, but I have the camera. I'm going hard with that. Uh, I'm going to try to do some, some collaborating, some, uh, some, some learning. Um, also I have like a kind of an elaborate list of places I really want to visit. Denver, Colorado, Seattle, Washington, New Orleans, Louisiana, um, Florida, Siesta Key, Florida. Um, where else? Like there's one other place. Oh, California. I really want to visit my aunt in California. Um, yeah, just like in the next year, you know, try to get to these places. That'd be fun. Um, but, uh, so excited, so grateful. Um, oh, finally got the bunch of rolls of film back. So we have cover art for, for the next song that comes out. The song is called Sarah Lee and it's coming out probably, well, it doesn't matter because I'm done just telling you that's coming out soon. It is coming out very soon. And uh, maybe I'll have an exact literal date, like an actual date of like, you know, because it's going to be, it's mastered, we have the art, so we're going to upload it this week, we're going to get that done, upload it to the distribution stuff, um, and then we're going to start just pitching at different playlists and blogs and all that bullshit um, that I'm very grateful for and excited for, and um, yeah, so that's very exciting, and we got just a ton of, I, I think things are just going to get more and more fun and crazy and exciting and I can't wait. And, uh, and yeah, maybe I'll make some cool stuff with this camera. Um, well, I will, I think I will, um, at the very least, uh, you know, just some fun music videos and live sessions and stuff, acoustic sessions. But, um, I'm so grateful for you listening and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye now.